Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us. I'm very thankful to be your host. We're looking at the Annunciation of Jesus today and some archaeology around that. The Annunciation, this is where um, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. Um, of course, we knew he was born later in Bethlehem. Well, let's get started. We're using as a textbook, Excavating the Evidence for Jesus by Titus Kennedy. Absolutely wonderful book. I wish I could get it in the hands of the whole world. I think it'd be a mass conversion if we could. And so there's a little picture here at Old Nazareth and Mary's well. So again, thanks for being here. Uh, join us daily and do subscribe. And uh, leave us a five-star review. It helps people find us. So these excavations, and this is of Nazareth, have specifically uncovered significant remains from approximately the first century, such as houses, olive oil presses, wine presses, water cisterns, a vineyard tower, a mikvah, which is ritual bath, really for baptism in a lot of ways, in various situations for uh, conversion, proselytization, experience. Quarries, tombs, pottery, coins, and ritual stone vessels. A tomb inscription also demonstrates the use of Aramaic in Nazareth, which may go a long way, and there's always been a debate, but did Jesus speak Greek, Aramaic, or Hebrew? The site, or even something else, the site of the synagogue in Nazareth, however, remains unknown, Luke 4.16. Now, I did want to say as well, they think they have found Jesus' house. This made popular news a few years ago because they think they found the carpenter's house there, and with only 400 or so inhabitants based in archaeology in Nazareth, they think they would only have one carpenter. So Nazareth was the location of one of the first events recorded about the life of Jesus, the Annunciation of the birth of Jesus Christ, set near the end of the first century B.C. According to the Gospel of Luke, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to tell Mary that through the power of the Holy Spirit, she would conceive and bear Jesus, the Son of God. I'm thinking of a N.T. Wright book, Jesus, the Son of God. To commemorate this momentous event, an ancient church was built at the site, thought to be the house where Mary lived before marriage to Joseph. If there's any proof for that, let's see. Ancient writer, written sources in archaeology suggest that the Byzantine Church of the Annunciation was constructed in the 5th century AD, about the 400s, after the reign of Constantine the Great. But then earlier Christian building existed at location in the 4th century, or before, so the 300s or before. Underneath the modern Basilica of the Annunciation and the Crusader period church of the 11th century, the 1000s, the, uh, the remains of 5th century AD Byzantine church were found, measuring approximately 20 meters by 8 meters, a little over 60 feet by about 25 feet. A mosaic floor from the Byzantine period church had a dedication reading for Canaan, deacon of Jerusalem in Greek, and a decorative cross. Below the building, a baptismal font, mosaic floors, including decorative crosses, plastered walls, and various graffiti, and steps leading into a cave were discovered. The graffiti had phrases such as, Lord Christ, help your servant Valeria, which Lord, used by Palestinian Jews, would be Jehovah. You, you know, that's what it refers to, Curios refers to Jehovah, and, and used by Palestinian Jews, not all the time. And give the palm to pain, 
Amen. And Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, help Gino and help uh, Pecius, Achilles, Elpidus, Paul, Antonius, servants of Jesus. Reminds me of Romans 16. The base of the column also has the name Mary carved into it in Greek, further linking the site with the tradition of Mary in the Annunciation. Although the inscription comes from after the church had already been established, the pilgrim Aguria, writing in uh, AD 383, mentions the cave in which Mary lived, an altar placed near the entrance, which is apparently associated with the early church there, Aguria, and the interium Aguirre. Um, however, she does not mention a formal church or basilica, but suggests that Constantine did not have a commemorative church like those in Jerusalem and Bethlehem built during his reign. Now, we'll say ancient tradition, especially in that part of the world, may play a very weighty part because, um, you know, unlike today, travel, that was one of the things of the end time Daniel predicted in Daniel 12, people go to and fro. Most people never traveled more than 20 miles from where they were. This was around the world. And so, yeah, traditions did get messed up. They, you know, got exaggerated and all this. But they, sometimes it's shocking how accurate they are. And uh, now some of the males and even like Jesus and Mary for the census, but I mean, they, they would go up for the Passover and stuff. So sometimes in Israel, because of its unique structure and the three major feasts every year, they would travel more than 20 miles from their home. But... Uh, Again, that was just to Jerusalem, but maybe no more than 20 miles unless they were going to Jerusalem. I mean, they just didn't have, you didn't have cars. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why. He didn't go, like, to the park very much, you know, like a state park 50 miles, 75 miles away. A coin minted around the middle of the 4th century A.D. was found in the plaster demonstrating that Christians used the site at least as early as the 4th century. And this building could be the church of Joseph of Tiberias planned to build a Nazareth during the early 4th century, according to Epiphanius of Salamis in his Panarion 30. There are suggestions from archaeological excavations that a building where Christians met may have even existed as early as the 3rd century AD. So that's the 200s, which is very early. Archaeological excavations also revealed remains of various parts of the village of Nazareth from the first century A.D. underneath the church, this would be Jesus' time, Mary and Joseph, nearby and at scattered locations around the area confirming that Nazareth was indeed occupied during the time of Jesus. When Joseph and Mary were living in Nazareth before the birth of Jesus, the couple was betrothed and not yet formally married, which is why Joseph had been concerned about avoiding a scandal, Matthew 119. Similar to many ancient societies, Israelite parents were often involved in the selection of a husband or wife. Well, that happens still all around the world, even here in the U.S., in all the cultures of the U.S. But the son or daughter usually had significant say in who they would marry. And that's not always the case even today. In many cases, the decision was completely up to the potential bride and groom. And that's even in the Bible throughout biblical history. By the Roman period, in the time of uh, Jesus, men and women, might arrange the marriage themselves 
use an intermediary or go through their parents. And, you know, even big cities and like New York, like I'll read through the Delta Sky magazine when I'm flying, and they have professional matchmaking services like advertised and stuff. So this still happens. So, hey, God bless. Thanks for being here. And so the archaeology is overwhelming that Nazareth is just the way it's presented in the Bible. And this just happens dozens, if not in the hundreds, if not in the thousands of times. Every time you examine something in the Bible, either they haven't found it in archaeology or what's found conforms to the Bible. Nothing contradictory. So God bless. Thanks for being here. See you later. Bye-bye.